Hi friends, and welcome to Trauma and Triumph. This is a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of powerful women who have taken their trauma and transformed it into triumph. I'm your host, Krista Janine, best known for my IG handle, Krista Janine, where I discuss health, wellness, social justice, single parenthood, and everything in between. But most importantly, where I discuss how we can all take trauma and transform it into triumph in our lives. During season one, you're going to meet a variety of amazing women who have overcome tremendous obstacles, setbacks, and trauma to become the extraordinary people they are today. On episode three, we have Felicia Hall. Felicia is an educator, healer, and motivator at heart. She is a certified athletic trainer, women's fitness specialist, holistic health educator, breathwork facilitator, and 200-hour RYT yoga certified instructor. She is currently working to complete her 300-hour RYT yoga certification and doctoral degree in health and wellness. She has dedicated the past 20-plus years of her life to helping others heal through resetting the way they think, redefining the way they move, and renewing the way they feel through mindfulness and movement practices. So please help me welcome Felicia Hall for this week's episode of Trauma and Triumph. All right, my dear. So heading right on in. So what is one trauma-centered event in your life that strikes you as the most pivotal or one Uh, of the most pivotal? Yes. So I will have to go back to when I went through divorce with my ex-husband. It was kind of that feeling of, I already knew that I needed to be out of the relationship. It's kind of like you're getting all these signs of like, this is not working. There's something that's just not, it's just not working in this relationship. But, you know, it's like I had kids and it was like, okay, but, you know, you got to make it work and, you know, society, keep it together. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm over here struggling. (laughs) Like, why am I torturing myself like this? Why? (laughs) (laughs) And so it literally took me really having a kind of a depression breakdown. I mean, so bad that I was, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was at work. And I started to have like these contractions in my face. And I was like, oh my God, I'm having a stroke. Like I was thinking like, this <laughs> oh my God. so I called the doctor and I'm like, I'm having like these contractions in on my face. And I'm like, I keep looking at the like mirror and I'm like, I can't see it, but I can feel it. And so my doctor was like, it's okay. It's what we call tonic contractions. And I was like, Oh, she was like, are you stressed out about something? And I'm like, yeah, girl. (laughs) First, me being a person, I'm like, I don't think I'm stressed knowing good and well, I'm stressed out. Right. And so I'm like, okay. She was like, are you anxious about something? I was like, I guess. And so anyway, she was like, I want you to come in, you know, see me, et cetera. So I went into the doctor's office and they have this list of questions that you have to answer, depression screening. And I'm answering all these questions and saying yes. And she was like, it sounds like you're going through depression and anxiety. And for some reason, I don't know what it is, especially being a, an African-American female, the two were like just depression in and of itself it was just kind of like no I don't have I'm good 
I'm yeah, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. There's nothing. I'm just, work's a little crazy right now. I'm a little stressed out from work, but I'm good. And <laughs> she was like, right. you're depressed. Yeah, she's like, you're not, but okay. <laughs> you're <Nice> not. <laughs> and so that led into, um, she was prescribing me medication. And then she was like, I want you to go see a therapist. And then that's when reality hit was like, yes, Felicia you are depressed. And it got to a point where it really, cause I refused to take the medicine and it really got bad to where I didn't even want to get out of bed. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is not, this is not good. And mind you, this is, I'm still in the relationship. I haven't at this time said, okay, I'm ready to divorce. And it was that moment when I realized that day that I really didn't want to get out of bed. I messaged some good friends of mine. I was like, Hey, I need y'all to be an accountability for me. I was like, I just don't feel like getting up. I don't want to do anything. Like it was really my girls that helped push me get out of the bed. And that's when I was like, girl, you need to take this medicine and you need to call and get therapy because <laughs> it is not less than if you go to therapy. <laughs> Man, and it's so funny because I was reading um, a meme the other day or like maybe it was just a tweet that somebody had reposted, but they're saying just that, that Black women so often don't identify their depression and anxiety for just that they feel like they're failing that's what it like manifests like uh, to us in our minds right it's like no I'm not depressed Mm -hmm. I don't have anxiety I'm just failing in life right now and I need to do better yeah and I need to do better (laughs) and it's like girl no you don't need to do better you need to go to therapy and figure out what's going on yeah. And it's so, yeah, it's so true because it was really through therapy that really opened my eyes of like, you got a lot going on, you know? And it was just kind of like, I kept trying to like push it over into like hiding it kind of like my girls, when I tell them to clean up their room and they throw everything inside the closet. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yep. it's like, it's clean. And then you open up right. the closet and everything falls out. It was like, okay, this is like, you're good. Keep smiling. Keep showing up. Keep doing this. And then I would go over and curl, curl over somewhere and start boohooing and crying for no reason. It was like, Felicia, you're not fine. You need to talk to someone and you need to get all of this out. You know, it's crazy. It is. And it's, I think it's also so crazy because it's like, so often it manifests in a way and at a time in your life where you're like, but I should be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when it really starts to manifest, at least for me, speaking from personal like experiences where it's like, everything's going great. I got all these great opportunities, all these great experiences. Mm -hmm. Like my kids are doing great, like blah, 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 whatever. And, and you do, you have those moments of like, like the other day, probably two, three weeks ago, I sat on the couch like all evening and was watching this show on Netflix called Made. It's about a single mom. Uh-huh. And just cried. Like, watched the whole <laughs> season and just cried, cried, cried. Because I think we do compartmentalize so, mm-hmm. so much. And it builds. And our body is like, okay, okay, okay. And finally, it was like, okay, girl, sit down. We need to <laughs> release some of this out yep. of our system. Otherwise, we're going to lose our minds, have a nervous breakdown, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's so great though, that you had friends that you could be like, Hey girl, 
I need some accountability in this space because I am not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because I remember the one message I sent them. I was like, like, I was like, I just feel like I'm in this all by myself. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, you look on social media and everybody's having, and that was the other thing I was in comparison mode. It was like, everybody's life is great and everybody's happy. And then they've got this beautiful marriage that's happening and this beautiful family. And I'm like, what am I going to say? I barely wanted to get out of bed this morning, you know? And for some reason for me at that time, that felt like, Oh no, you can't dare say that. Right. No, you're supposed to show up. You're supposed to like you're supposed to be chipper on the Instagram. Like, what? It's, it's like, man, get out of my face with that. No, I know. It's, I know. And it, it's crazy that we think that, you know, especially at that. That was the young Felicia thinking, like, I had to show up like that. Like, I have to be this chipper person don't you dare say that you're depressed or that you had to go to therapy or that you need this or need that and it was like no it's okay because there's somebody else going through the same thing you know and that's that's exactly what I was about to say it's like one of the things that really stands out for me and even this entire narrative is like you know we both work in wellness And it's getting to that point of like, we're all experiencing some form of this, especially Mm -hmm. as black women, but we've all for so long just suffered in silence because it's like, well, I don't want to be the one to do X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z, or, oh, if my marriage ends, then I'm the one that failed. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, if I'm not happy today, then I'm complaining because you know, whatever. (laughs) And it's like, no, bro, like this is life. And life is not always easy and life is not always fair. And it's like, if you can't decompress and complain to your friends and your families and your like close associates, like who, who are you supposed to like talk to about life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I see this more and more and I, and I'm loving it is like, people are just being more honest with where they are. And also like, the human experience is like, I can be sad right now, you know, Mm -hmm. like outside of just depression, it's like, I can be sad Mm -hmm. in this moment right now because I am overwhelmed and like, I feel alone and like what I'm experiencing, nobody else can really understand this even in my circle, but it doesn't last forever. And Mm -mm. we don't give people the space to have a human experience. Yeah. 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 And you know, and it's, uh, it's like, we don't, um, like we're trying to say it, you can't feel, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, you can, like, that's what's so important is feeling like you can't release it until you feel it. <laughs> right. Right. <You> know? <laughs> exactly. It's like, if you don't know what you releasing, how you going to release it? Like, I know. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And like, I've been on this big train of like toxic positivity recently uh-huh. because I'm like, I really don't like it. Cause the moment you say to somebody, oh, well, you just need to be grateful for what you have, or, oh, you have, you're doing so good. And look at all the things you're blessed with and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm not negating anything else that you just yeah. said, mm-hmm. but I still feel how I feel in this moment yeah yeah and both things can coexist and I feel like we're slowly getting into that space of like the coexisting Mm -hmm. of our multifaceted like personalities and emotional scales and like really living on the spectrum of emotional intelligence and like where we land Mm -hmm. 
yeah but it's hard so what was that process like for you of like being like okay I'm not okay I'm gonna reach out to my girls and then eventually like being like okay I'm gonna file for divorce and like move on (laughs) it literally was like me kind of putting self to the side and, and shutting, I'm going to tell you the best thing that I ever could have done is I shut off social media. <laughs> Hello. And that's a whole during, <laughs> during that time, I was like, you have got to completely disconnect. Like sometimes you have to get to a point where you say, okay, enough is enough. When you start to, I was in comparison mode. It was like, look at me compared to them and this and that. And I've got this going on. They got that going on. And then finally I had to be like, okay, you have got to completely disconnect. So that was the first and foremost thing that I did was disconnect. Then it allowed me to sit with me. And I realized that I was doing all this extra stuff just because I didn't want to feel. And so I really devoted, I spent two years in therapy. I can't even believe that I was in therapy for two years, but I was in therapy for two years. I remember them putting me on medication too. And <laughs> I remember so, let's wait, let's put a pin on it. Cause I was put on medication in like my early twenties and I hated it. And I was like, this makes me feel like a zombie. I don't want it. Like I'm not taking this. I will figure it out. And that's when I found yoga. But like <laughs> that was your experience. That is the exact experience that I had. <laughs> so I was put on medication and um I thought at that time, I thought that was going to be the thing. So, you know, to tie it all in together, I thought that was going to be the thing that was going to help me like, okay, you can get Felicia back. You get on this medicine, you'll be great. You'll be back to Felicia. That's going to be that pivotal moment. That's going to get you right back where you need to be. <laughs> right, right. Super quick fix. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing else. Just that. <laughs> then I realized that the medicine was a band-aid. So I was taking the medicine and the, I legit, I kid you not, the medicine, again, made me feel like a zombie, like you said as well. And I seriously told somebody, I told a good friend of mine, I was like, girl, the kids could have burnt down the house and I would have been like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I care about, yeah. I went from caring about a lot of stuff to absolutely no care in the world, like no aspiration, like just completely like- yeah. Blame. And I was like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> and literally, this ain't going to work. This is not me. There has to be a better way. And I think that was my thing. And not saying that medication doesn't work for some people, but I also don't feel like medication is for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. when you function at like, for lack of a better term, a higher vibration and you're very uh-huh. in tune with yourself, yeah. it's like the moment you start adding other chemicals into the equation, you Mm -hmm. you notice it and it does it impacts you in a way that I don't feel like it impacts other people because you are so like in your body yeah and it's so true I feel like like you said medication is important I you know it's good to have and like I tell people all the time you need the other tools inside of the toolbox and so that where that is where yoga and meditation the therapy everything came from it was like okay Yes, the medicine is good because the medicine helped me not, for some people, it may help them not commit suicide or, you know, something that may be big. And 
we've got to get down to the root cause so that you're not always depending on the medicine to put a band-aid on it's kind of like putting a band-aid on something you take the band-aid off the wound is still there you still got to put applications of other things to help heal the wound and so that was that moment of like okay as i was doing therapy as i was getting into yoga and meditation i started to really dive into the root cause of why am i depressed why am i going through all this and it all stemmed back to childhood stuff that i had never like released and so it was through all of that doing the yoga the meditation the therapy that led me into number one being like okay this relationship ain't working Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> and moving on. And I feel like if I didn't have those avenues, if I didn't get into yoga and the meditation and get into the other healing essentials, then I still would be, I feel like to this day, I still would be taking medicine, still be going to the doctor talking about, can you up my prescription? <laughs> right. I, I'll be still trying to mask all of the pain that I never dealt with, you know? And I think that was the pivotal moment of like, okay, when I finally allow myself to really get to the root cause by really utilizing those tools, that's when I found Felicia. And I think it's so valid to the holistic approach. And Julia, who's on a different episode of this season, has talked about that as well. And she was saying that, the only way she knew she could fully heal is if she did it all. So it's like the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. It had to be a holistic healing experience. It couldn't just be one aspect. Or like you said, me band-aiding this aspect of my life to find a coping mechanism that may or may not actually be healthy for me Mm -hmm. and not working on the other things that really are the cause and the root of the problem. And I feel like in our society today, we see that so often where it's like, I'm a band-aid this and this is fine. I'm just going to do this, but I don't need to do that. Or like even people who do like Eastern, you know, medicine mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to do Reiki healings and whatever. Yeah. And it's like the best Reiki healers I have ever like known and experienced myself are like, okay, I can like clear your chakras and I can realign <laughs> you. But if you're not doing the work to keep it, <laughs> it's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it and it's like, but people don't, don't understand that. It's like, this is a consistent process where it's like, yes, we can heal you and we can help you grow and get to the next place. But if you're not doing the work, once you get there, it's just going to happen all over again. Yeah. And it's, it's a constant, it's like somebody asked me, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. They were like, how did you get rid of your depression? And I said, Mm-mm, I didn't Mm-mm. get rid of, the, you don't get rid of the depression. <laughs> you learn the coping mechanism and the strategies you learn. Number one, when it's starting to come on, yeah. <laughs> you learn, okay, here's all, this is where all that, the tools, all the strategies, here's all my things. Yeah. Pull it out. Hmm. <laughs> and you use right. that. <laughs> I you mean, know? but that's so that's so real. Cause I had a similar conversation. Cause you know, I talk about my like suicide attempts often, like they mm-hmm. were nothing. And people were like, oh, well, how'd you I was like, no, no, honey. <laughs> because when things happen in my life, just this week, when yeah. things happen in my life because it was so part of my formative years, my Mm -hmm. initial reaction 
is oh maybe I just shouldn't be here oh maybe I should just go hurt myself Mm -hmm. or oh whatever and then like you said I have to talk myself through Mm -hmm. the process of being like that's not even really what you want to do right now but it's a constant process of coaching yourself out of these situations and using the tools that you've collected over the years to be like Mm -hmm. girl sit down and relax for a second it's so true because I mean like I tell people all the time life is gonna happen right we know that we're gonna experience different traumas we're gonna experience different things throughout the life and it's not that you know we um like it's something where we're like you know superwoman and we don't feel it anymore no we are able to cope it gets better like the process gets like quicker you're not Mm -hmm. dabbling into that low vibration or down in that trauma for a long time you're realizing it you're feeling it and then you're releasing it and saying all right let's go Felicia come on let's do the thing you know what you need to do (laughs) do you feel like and this is something that I've been experiencing myself as of late is like do you feel like because you don't try to stop the feeling that you're feeling that it's easier to get through it quicker Mm, yeah, I do. I do feel that because I feel like the more that I try to not feel it and try to like keep moving on and moving forward and just being like, all right, I'm good. The more that it shows up throughout the mm. day, <laughs> you start to start to break down at different points and you're like, no, I'm good. It's kind of like when you're crying, you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're not good. <laughs> just have a cry it's like we're trying to stop it stop the feelings and your body's like I need you to release it like how are you going to release me if you're not going to allow the feeling to come through to show up so yeah I definitely think like when we don't when we try to mask it you know it's just it gets bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> all the it's and then it's a snowball and you can't catch it running down the hill and you're like well i guess i'm gonna be out of commission for a couple of months guys i'll see you later like well and then like you said it shows up in another way so like let's say for example it's something else going on in your life and you just you're not allowing yourself to feel it and you're just like okay i'm just gonna i'm good and then somebody says something to you and you snap at them And it's Mm -hmm. like, it has nothing to do with them, but because you didn't allow yourself to feel the real problem that was going on, now you have transferred it to something else. You better speak on it. You better speak on it. That is the, let me tell you something. And this is why I feel bad for people's close family and friends, because those are the people who get it. It's not the person who did it to you. It's not the person that deserves it. It is like your best friend or your mama (laughs) or like your your favorite like cousin. Like it's not the person who deserves it. It's so true. It's the person that you really, really love. And they say one thing that's not even necessarily out of pocket, right? It's just like... I didn't need your extra input right now. Like now I'm gonna snap on you because I didn't snap on this other person or whatever, you know, like it's oh, and I think it's like it's interesting to watch. And like even for me, like as I've like been doing my work and figuring out like how I interact with people, is like I'm so conscious of the way that I do interact with my friends, mm-hmm. especially like my close, close friends. I'm so protective of their energy and how my energy impacts them and that's something that I've like just learned about myself is like my energy 
greatly and deeply impacts other people, whether mm-hmm. I want it to or not. Yeah, it does. Um, and it's like one of those things where I'm like, ah, I didn't mean to do that to you. <laughs> yeah. But, but what is one thing that you feel like you've learned the most through your, like your process of like healing and like, you know, going through a divorce and now being with a new partner and still like just evolving as a person? Like what has that looked like for you and how, how have you grown and what are like the things that you really like? can say you for sure, for sure know about yourself in this space. Yeah, so that's a good one. I, I love this. Um, you know, a couple things that I've realized. First and foremost, that it's okay to not be okay. That was huge. Because it was like, you know, I feel like even from a generational standpoint, you know, as Black women, we're always looked at as being strong. And so, you know, it has been carried down (laughs) for so many generations that, you know, it's this feeling of like, if you say that you're not okay, (coughs) then like something's wrong with you because you're supposed to always show up strong. You are the, you know, the brick to the house. Like you're, you're right. You are the foundation. You are the foundation foundation that holds everybody up. And I realized that it's okay to say that you're not okay. It's okay to let people know, like, I just, I can't, I can't today. I can't show up for you. Like, I need to spend this time for myself. Like, I really need this moment. Like, I realized that the more that I have, like, really expressed, even to my family members, even to others, even to friends, like, listen, (laughs) I need a break. I mean, I took, I kid you not, I, every year on my birthday, I take a whole week off and I'm like, I need to do that mental health week <laughs> and I tell everybody that this is my mental health week I, I ain't got time for nothing you got going on this my I gotta woo. <laughs> you know right it's like leave me alone don't talk to me you don't need me I just know. let me live my life <laughs> and it's okay to say that it's okay to say no that was a big thing too you know it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to say no when you feel like you're being overexerted and you're not really taking care of self so one thing that i really am big on now and and to tie that in is i'm big about taking care of self i'm big about filling up my cup first before i pour into others yeah because what i've realized is when i'm trying to pour from an empty cup then that causes they're getting 50% of me or people right. getting 10% of me. They're not getting, they're right. getting the like, ah. <laughs> it's like, you are not getting the best of me right now. <laughs> and that's not benefiting them, you know? Yeah. And so I realized in really honing in and taking care of self first that I had to love self, you know? Yeah. I felt like, Throughout the years, and this is how it pivoted to me, you know, um, being with another partner is like, I had to take time out to love me. Like I had to really figure out who Felicia was. And guess what? You can't figure out who you are until you sit with you. (laughs) 
right (laughs) right until you take some time to get to know you so I had to take some time and that's where I had to really be with self and really like work on me oftentimes we're trying to be there for other people and trying especially as a mother you know you have that mother instinct of like trying Mm -hmm. to nurture everybody and take care of everybody and then you're not taking care of yourself and so I realized that I had to like really take care of self, really love self. And then I can pour into others. Then I can love others. And it's crazy because how everything works out is like, I didn't even, I manifested my partner. Let me tell you, I I was like, listen, this is what I want. <laughs> right. And nothing I am else. Not- <laughs> I looked at all of those situations even my ex-husband I looked at that like you know what I don't look at it as like oh my god I screwed up back then right. this is that I look at it as an experience because what that relationship showed me is what I do not want and right. so when I was ready to show up for somebody else it was like this is what I want these are the things like right <laughs> and if you don't got them then you cannot ride this ride like keep it keep it moving and it was one of those things where when you're treat, treating yourself like, you know, the person that the queen that you are supposed to be, when that person comes, when that partner comes, they're going to treat you exactly the way you treat yourself, you know? And so I knew that I had to really love on self, really, you know, treat myself with the utmost respect and really take that time, self-love, self-care, self-worth, self-esteem, yeah. all the all things. Like you have to get yourself in alignment first before, you know, anybody can align. Like if you're all out of alignment, you don't know what the heck you, <laughs> who right. you are, what you're doing, what <laughs> you're like, you bring it in somebody else. What's, what ends up happening is, is that person starts to align to the other person. That's not really who they are, you know? And right. so it's funny because I said for the longest, I was like, I ain't getting married again. I'm mm-mm, done. And then, <laughs> and then it was like, I'm getting married. <laughs> I'm just That's how kidding, I guys. knew. That's how I knew that I was like that. It didn't matter. That's when I knew that yeah. it was like I don't have to be with another person. I don't have to, you know, marry again. I don't have to. That's when I knew I was in alignment with self. Is when I didn't have to have that, you know, that relationship, that family with the white picket fence mm-hmm. in the back and all that stuff. It was like, yeah. you know, I was like, I ain't getting married. And then I'm like, oh, never mind. I guess I am. <laughs> it's it's so interesting though because most people say that where it's like when they were on a journey to self, that's when they like found their person, you know, yeah, yeah. which I love that, but it just goes further into the fact that like, if you don't know yourself, mm-hmm. you can't know who you're supposed to be with. Mm-mm. No, you know, no, no, you can't. And that's where it, that's when you start to shape and mold into being somebody you're not, you yeah. know, even if you're not trying to, mm-hmm. you start to find yourself doing that because you haven't truly found who you are, you right. know? And, and like you said, like, it's not, you don't have to get married. Like for some odd reason, like society's created this thing, like you do yeah. this and then you do that and then you check this box and then you yeah. check that box. And it's like, you ain't got to do all that. 
You really don't. Right. I was just reading an article about Tracy Ellis Ross where people are like she's the poster child for like being a single woman. And she's like, can I be the poster child for just like living my best life and living life on my own terms? She's like, who cares? You know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like especially especially as black women, because for mm-hmm. some reason people love to point out the fact that all these black women are like never married or divorced or blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And it's like but we're also the most educated, the highest number of new entrepreneurs. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have all these other like classifications and you want to focus on like our lacking, right? And where we don't have. And it's just so interesting to sit in that space because like we're all thriving in our own right. You know what I mean? Yeah. With or without a partner. And it's an interesting thing to watch like roll out in real time in people's lives and in the media and like just how we exist in the world. Uh Because I don't feel like other women are like scrutinized as much for not having a Uh husband or, you know, a wife or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I I look at it like this. I'm like, they just jealous. (laughs) (laughs) y'all can't be us all right so just bringing everything full circle though because I think it is important for people to understand like how holistically we are intertwined with ourselves and how our journey to self really does have to be like a holistic journey and not just one side of the coin so what do you feel like your greatest strength that you've gained from this experience has been for you? Mm, greatest strength. I feel like just my, just having my testimony in and of itself and being kind of um, that educator and that person to be able to help other um, women, especially, you know, um, other black women on knowing that it's okay to have these experiences that happen in your life and it's okay to you know have these have trauma that happens and the trauma does not have to define who you are your circumstances do not dictate your story and you know I feel like having my own experiences and being able to you know, help other women with all of these tools and given these avenues and strategies to be able to, um, you know, be the best version of self, you know, not the best version of who other people want you to be, but who self is. I feel like that has been my contributing factor um, to the world. I always tell people like, you know, God takes us, he allows things to happen in our life. You know, our (laughs) test becomes our testimony, you know? And so I really feel like everything that I have experienced in life, I've experienced it for a reason. It has happened for a reason. And I feel like, you know, through everything happening, now I can be um, someone that can help other people be able to get through that ebb and flow and zigzag and roadblock and up and down in their life and know that there is a um light at the end of the tunnel there is one so yeah so what what advice would you give to somebody who is still in that space of like comparing themselves to others and not really taking the time to sit with themselves and get to know themselves like what advice would you tell that that person First and foremost, turn off the dang on social media. <laughs> turn off the internet. 
<laughs> That's the first and the best thing you can ever do is turn off the social media. And I know it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but turn off the social media. Um, another thing, too, is just write. Sometimes um, it doesn't feel comfortable to talk. Like some people, you know, find your avenue of venting and getting everything out, whether that be a girlfriend that you uh, connect with that you can talk to, whether it be writing in a journal or seeking out a therapist. There is nothing wrong with seeking out a therapist. One thing that I learned about that is they don't know you. They don't, <laughs> they don't know anything you, and about they're you. they're not judging you because they ain't they're got not no judging you. <laughs> And you can release a lot. And sometimes that's nice. Sometimes it's nice to not have another person that you know that you may feel like you're going to be judged. And so know it's okay to seek out for a therapist. And know that it's okay to, one thing I, I really, uh, a big thing that helped with me is just movement. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Move to heal. You know, sometimes yeah. that energy that's within ourselves, like being able to move it out. And that could be through anything. It could be through yoga. It could be walking. It could be running. It could be lifting heavy weights. Like it could be cycling. It could be yeah. <laughs> yeah. dancing. That's, that's what I tell people. I'm like, look, I don't even necessarily work out to lose weight. Cause I mean, anybody who's following me any the time knows that I don't necessarily lose a ton of weight, but I work out so I don't lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the biggest attributes for me was movement is like, that's why I got so heavily into yoga. And what I realized is everything else that I do now, people are like, hi, you do a lot of stuff. And I'm like, it helps. Like it really, people don't understand the benefit of, you know, even research-based it does increase your serotonin. Like it helps It's you know, it's the best thing in regards to just like getting that kind of happiness feeling. And so oftentimes we do need to move our body. So that's a big thing. Find something that you absolutely love doing and do that you know so yo and that's what some people was like all exercises ain't for everybody all workouts ain't for everybody but there is something out there for you there's so much to do you can find something but you got to keep doing it i mean same with therapy right it's like all therapists ain't for everybody therapy is like dating keep dating until you find a person (laughs) that's your person you know like it's, it's definitely a process but it's so so beneficial just to move your body and start something and finish it in a time frame. You know what I mean? Like that in itself is like a mental, you know, Mm -hmm. trigger in a positive way to say, I can complete things. I can start a task and finish it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's so empowering to sit in that space. And like, I mean, you know, I love working out whether I'm losing weight or gaining weight or whatever, I'm always going to be moving my body because I like, I like that. And I like the feeling of lifting heavy, heavy weights and like doing yoga and just doing the things that I do. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's such a blessing when you find that space of release because so many people don't have it and they don't know what to do to like get there. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, no matter how tired I am or like whatever, if I need to work out, I'm work out and I don't care you know, mm-hmm. what happens after it. Yeah. So. And you feel so much better when you get done. That's why I tell people yeah. all the time. I'm like, the hardest part is just starting. <laughs> That's the realest thing ever. It's like, but once you start, it's like, well, shoot, I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get done, you're like, ah, 
<laughs> like, I did it. I did, <laughs> I did that. that. You're right. I did that. And that can be so releasing. And you can, I mean, just something as simple as just being like mad and taking the dang on slam ball and slamming it down, just release. I mean, boxing. You're getting a workout. Man. Boxing. Yeah. Like, just hitting something. Yeah. <laughs> Best wow. release ever. <laughs> Best thing ever. <laughs> I can just hit this and nobody gonna get mad. Great. Let's go. <laughs> yep. uh. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what I tell people. I'm like, you know, I use working out even with my clients as a form of therapy. It's not just about the like I said the losing of the weight or the mm-hmm. even yeah. gaining of the strength which you will by default whether you lose weight or not yeah yeah but it's really just therapeutic to like yeah. not quit on yourself understand you do have the capacity to do things that you didn't think you were capable of doing like yeah. there's so many benefits in moving your body yeah. um but one last thing I want to ask as we like kind of transition from like the more serious part of our conversation into the more fun is like, if somebody were to ask you, like, what does a journey from trauma to triumph look like? What would you share with them? It literally felt like a trauma was like, you know, this phase of like, what the heck just happened? Like my whole life just completely like blew up. It's like a whole volcano erupted. And then it was like, triumph part of it was like blue skies and sunshine and like it, it's literally like a like a, a um, you know like a little flip book where you go from yeah. one to the other and it doesn't what's so crazy is that journey like it's a lot longer than that but literally that's what it feels like yeah. it feels like something that has happened transitioned so quickly but yet it was a process it was yeah. a process to get there but in that like now looking at it that journey literally felt like it was like from one event to the other event you know but in reality it was a process. It was in reality, it literally felt like, you know, being a flower in a garden, having so many weeds around and completely wilting down to getting all the weeds out away from the flower, which is you and starting to slowly come back up and blossom. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that analogy. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to have to use that. (laughs) yeah I mean and I think that's so powerful too because it does it does feel like a flip book but then like even in that right it's like when you think about the concept of a flip book it's like they literally have to draw on each page the next <laughs> yeah, to get to, yeah it's yeah. such a tedious process mm-hmm. but then at the end you have this beautiful story that unfolds mm-hmm. you know when people are looking at it from the outside um looking in and I think that that's so strong of a part of it it's like people don't understand Mm -hmm. the work and the time that it has taken to get to a place of triumph or to get to a place of healing and and it's so powerful and like and I'm not gonna cry but like I think it's so it's so powerful to know from a space of like experiencing it Mm -hmm. and and inspiring other people to start that journey because I think it looks intimidating so often when you mm-hmm. see people doing these amazing things in life and you're mm-hmm. like, how are they, how are you doing that? You know, yeah. 
but it's like girl I am not special I am not a unicorn I am not an alien like I'm not superhuman I have just put in the work to to do the things yeah Yeah. and and it's hard it just looks effortless like I think about gymnasts right where it's like everything they do is so hard but they make it look so effortless yeah like that is life (laughs) like when you see people really thriving that's there it's not their life is not easy yeah they have learned how to process life in such a way that it looks effortless even though it's difficult so I think that's so like the blossoming of a flower after you clear out the the weeds is such a, a like good example of how that really happens yeah and it's so true yeah it's like even when you plant a seed right we don't know what the flower is going to look like but you got to do all the things to water it you got to put all the nutrients in it you have to give it food you have to do all the steps and then it's slowly watching it grow it doesn't just all of a sudden you put the seed down right and the next day it's like boom there you go it's like no it comes up just a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And that's just, and that's the same way, even as you're starting to blossom, to get into that triumph, like you get a little bit better and then a little bit better. And then you learn some, you get some more nutrients some different other tools yeah. and then you get a little bit more and then you get a little bit more. And then before you know it, you're blossoming. Yeah, no, I love that. So anybody listening, if you are in a process and you feel like you're losing your mind, girl, don't stop. you are getting there so don't don't you dare stop because I think it's so easy to want to quit because it is hard and it is a process and it is not easy and as much as we all love to talk about growth now and like oh growth 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 it's not easy yeah and it's not fun Mm -hmm. and it's yeah and you gonna want quit so just don't because know that the end result the end result is worth it the end result is always worth it but it's definitely not easy shoot that's <laughs> not that's all mary had a little lamb man yes it, it is not oh, easy <laughs> all right we're gonna do some fun stuff now but that was that was so good okay so this is our lightning round uh-oh lightning round short uh-oh. answers okay concise as possible okay Number one, what is one thing you're most proud you've achieved in life? Oh, there's so much stuff. Oh, having my own business, entrepreneurship. And then what's the number one goal you have for 2022? Oh, number one goal. Hmm. There's so many goals for 2021. One, number one. What's the one? If nothing else happens, you got to do this one. <laughs> number one goal. Um, actually, I do. I want to do a uh, number one goal is to do a um, yoga retreat. It's going to be a retreat that is specifically around this right here. I love yep. that. Girl, mm-hmm. you know, I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> where, do, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, those are always tough questions. Five years. Where do I see myself? First and foremost, um, I see myself um, doing a lot more work out in the community with the academy, um, doing um, more healing um, type courses and work. So really full fledged having the academy up and running online, full of beautiful, amazing 
women. That's what I see in five years. I love it. Okay. What, okay. Let me read this very specifically because I wrote it in a very specific way. What first impression do you want others to experience when they meet you? First um, uh, impression, Um, joy. Oh, that's beautiful. And then what is one quote you live by and why? Mm. Oh, I have a lot of quotes. Let's see. One quote that I live by. Um, mm. one quote that I live by is you are not your circumstances you are better than your circumstances That's oh, what I, I love that well there you go <laughs> I love that well thank you so much for this conversation I always feel like I gained so much more energy and knowledge and just enlightenment on life when I talk to you so I'm so glad that other people got to experience this this fun conversation even though we were talking about a a heavy topic and tell the people where can they find you what are the things all the stuff when's this retreat happening like let us know (laughs) (laughs) all the things so you can find me my personal page is felicia r hall so that's all the way throughout ig facebook also um felicia r hall.com you can find my academy soulful healing academy exactly where it sounds at soulful healing academy and same through the website too as well um and i will be sending out more info in january 2022 so get on the newsletter go to sofahealingacademy.com and you'll find out more about everything that's going on next year it's a lot i love it well thank you so much and i will be sure to include all of that in the show notes and thank you guys for tuning in um and yeah come again next next time we sit down to chat with another amazing human being And there you have it, friends, another episode of Trauma and Triumph. I truly hope this week's episode allows you to tap into your ability to trust the process, to understand that life is all about the ebb and flow. There's no one linear line to reach your destination, and we are all just here trying and striving and growing within the process. If you're enjoying our conversation so far, please feel free to subscribe on Spotify or Amazon Music. Also, be sure to share with your friends and family. See you next week for another triumphant story.